Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. everybody. Thanks for tuning back into the Wealth Accelerator podcast. It's Hunter Lowry here. Hope you're having a great start to the week. We're already almost through December, already almost through 2020. It's so insane. Our Christmas tree is up. Lights are hung. Still haven't done my shopping like I talked about. Hopefully I might do it this week. Oh my gosh, I need to get on that. But we've got our, our flocking Christmas tree up. Yeah, you heard me right. The flocking Christmas tree. I don't know if you're familiar with what that is, but ever since we moved to Auburn, California, my mom has been all about the flocked tree. They, you, you go and pick it out. We pick our tree and you leave it there for a few days and it comes back and it looks like it's been actually at the North Pole and with pounds of snow on it. <laughs> it shows up to the house. When you take it in, it is the messiest thing in the entire universe. You Once you put the tree up, it, you basically have to just take all your clothes and put them right straight into the washing machine because it literally looks like you've been outside in a snowstorm. It's absolutely psycho, but looks really, really nice. We got everything set up. We're ready to go. It's just crazy that it's already almost Christmas time. Holy cow. Hopefully, you know, if 2020 hasn't gone your way, well, I think a lot of people are looking forward to 2021. <laughs> but, you know, reminiscing on 2020, it's so easy to think about what a cruddy year it was. And, oh, my gosh, we've been on lockdown and all the bad, bad things that have been going on. And, if, yeah, there's been a lot of unfortunate circumstances, obviously. But, you know, I was trying to think about all the good things and, and some of the nice things that have been highlighted this year. I mean, some of them, you know, I got to spend a ton of time with family, which was really, really nice when there's not that much else to do. We have all kind of been at the house and eating tons of dinners together, which we always do, but eating more meals at home. We Before we kind of tended to eat out maybe two or three times a week, and that's not the case anymore. So we eat a ton of meals together at the house, which has been super fun. I had a lot of roping success. If you've been listening to the show, it's been a good roping year, which was really, really nice. That's always a fun thing. I uh, got hit all my lifting goals. I've been really in the gym, working at it hard this year, and I've hit a lot of those goals. So that's been really nice. And I was able to just help a lot of people throughout the year. You know, even now that we're in December and past all of this crazy volatility, or at least some of it, who knows what's going to happen going forward. But looking at it and knowing that we got through it all we got through such unprecedented times people still were able to make money we're still reaching people's goals and you know it's just been a good good thing being able to help so many people during a time that's been so crazy but when i think about 2020 in this whole year uh i there's 
as I'm sure all of you have the same feeling, there's a little bit of an anxious and, and nervous feeling in my gut when I'm thinking on it. Cause I just remember in February and March and April as uh, as the market was just doing really poorly and how, you know, I was a little bit worried. Any investor was worried at that point. Clients were worried. Um, and it really, really tested your, your methodology and, and your plans for your investments. It really put to the test. Are you able to stick with what you've been doing is your is your financial plan and, and is your investment plan really going to work? And how much emotion are you going to let come into that? Are you going to stick with what you said, or are you going to listen to all the fear and panic and just sell sell the farm and sit on the sidelines and and be worried about it? I mean, we've never seen something like that happen. We've never seen such a fast market crash and such a fast recovery and people in lockdown and panic happening and all the things that we experienced this year. I mean, looking back on 2020, whatever happened with your investments is a pretty good indicator of whether or not your plan is sturdy enough to weather the storms. And remember, this entire plan, it's not just analytical. It's methodical also. It's emotional. You can have the best plan in the world, but if you're run by emotion and fear and you panic at any any start of a dip and you sell at bottoms, then who cares what your plan was? It didn't even matter. You, you didn't trust it. You didn't execute on it. And that's why everything that I've been talking about this year, you know, I really, really believe that 2020 was a great indicator of how important financial planning seriously is for everybody to have. So I just kind of want you to look back. I want you to think about, you know, what were you feeling this year? What were you feeling in February and March? I'm sure it was nervousness. There's no way you, everybody was excited that the market was crashing. But, you know, how did you respond to that? Did you get controlled by emotion? Did you have people to talk to? Did you have people helping you out? And then what was the end result of all that? You know, looking back in hindsight's 2020, you know, we all know exactly what we would wanted to have done um, back in February and March as things were tanking. But what was it that you did? What were you feeling? And what were the results? Did it actually work out for you in the long run? I mean, I've talked to some people and they're like, man, Hunter, I really wish I wouldn't have, but I got nervous back in March and I sold everything and then wasn't able to get all the way back in and I missed that upturn. Hopefully that wasn't something that you did, but it was something a lot of people fell into. Maybe you held tight. Maybe you just said, okay, you know, passive investments in the long run, they're going to win. I know things will come back up. I just can't sell, but I'm also not going to buy anything. And you would have won in the long run also. I'm sure that if you did that, as long as you were in the right sectors and the right investments, you probably at least broke even on the year. Maybe you rotated sectors. Maybe you started getting into technology sectors and into pandemic stocks that we've talked about. And maybe you moved your money into different sectors in order to capture trends that you were seeing in the market and in the news. And maybe you wrapped up, ramped up your aggressiveness. Maybe you started buying more individual securities. Maybe you started putting more money into the market as it was dropping. And if you did that, then you did really, really well this year. But I mean, who saw all this stuff coming? If you would have talked to us, talked to anybody a year ago in December of 2019, and you said, all right, in 2020, you're going to see the one of the biggest dips and biggest recoveries in history. It's all going to happen within five or six months. People are going to be on lockdown. You're not going to be able to eat outside. The economy is going to seem like it's absolutely toasted, but the market's going to keep on rallying. You got to just stay aggressive, ramp up at the bottom. I mean, nobody would see that coming. Nobody would believe you if you said that to them. But that's kind of the point. Things happen so quickly, you know, plans never stay the same. Sure, we can have an idea of what we think is going to happen next year and, and within the next five years, but we never really know. Data changes so quickly. Politics change so quickly. The economy changes so quickly. Things happen that are out of our control and are going to change the market every single year. It's going to happen. 
And that's why it's so important to have a financial plan in place and understand what your goals are and understand what your risk tolerance is so that once these things happen and once things come into effect that we could not have seen coming, you're not worried about it. and You're not scrambling to keep up. We're already ahead of that game and we've baked that into our ideas. And there's a few main things that I think are just absolutely crucial to have set up above all of you know talking about what investment should we have and how much return should we get before we even get into all of that there's some really really necessary steps that you have to take in order to make sure that you can get through unprecedented times the first being that you have emergency funds set up you got to have three to six months of emergency expenses in cash ready to roll it depends on your exact situation if I would recommend that you have three months or six months but to be conservative you could always just have six months of monthly expenses saved up in the bank that you know if another crazy lockdown happens and you potentially get laid off or you get hurt you need some extra money whatever it is you always can get through another six months time period and that's plenty of time for you to figure something else out and start making money in another way but man, for people that were really leveraged out and had no emergency reserve set up and then some bad news comes, that's a really scary, scary thing. And I will never let any of that happen to any of my clients. Another big thing is having the correct amount of insurance set up. You know, it's something that I've talked about a lot on here, but people tend to not want insurance until they need it, until they feel like, oh man, you know, I'm getting to that time. I, I, I'm sick. I need insurance or whatever it is. And then at that point, it's too late. It's going to be really expensive. It's a lot harder to get if you even can get it. You know, insurance is something that we want to get before you even want it and before you need it because that's when it's the cheapest. So having that right amount of insurance and having the correct type of insurance for you is really, really an important step. And this is the biggest one and something that if you've been listening all year, you know, I've talked about this so, so much, but understanding why it is you're investing. What are the goals for your money? If you don't have any goals, we're never going to know if we're on track and you're going to be ruled by emotion so much easier. You know, for people that are a lot closer to retirement and are going to be needing the money within the next year, the next three years, whatever it is, we're going to have a much different investment approach than for somebody that wants to buy a home in the next 15 years or wants to retire in 30 years. And I've told people a lot this year, a lot of people that have come to me and were really, really worried about how much they were losing in the market. I told them, if you're that worried about it, you're not matched up correctly for the goals that you have. You know, if you really, really needed the money very soon, you shouldn't even be losing a nearly as much as the market's losing right now. You shouldn't be that exposed. And it's so it shouldn't be worrying you. I think that's the main thing that people should be taking away from at least the investment side this year. If you felt a knot in your stomach and you were panicked about how much you were losing in the market, then you were way too risky for your personal risk tolerance and your personal goals. Because if you were set up correctly, either you would have known that, okay, my money's in this for the long run. This is going to recover and we're going to be okay. Or you would have known, hey, my money's very well protected. I'm not losing even a portion of the amount that the overall market's losing. So it's not a big deal. I'm still going to have all that money that I need to reach those goals that I have in the short term. And you know, during the last eight years or so, it's been so easy for people to just not really think about it because they look at their statements all the time and it's just, oh, it's going up. It's doing well. There's not a whole lot of drama. Um, it, it, it's easy to be complacent and almost actually to be over risky to have more risk exposure than you really can handle it's really only in times that we see market pullbacks and we see volatility that people can really understand what their real risk exposure is so in my mind that's kind of there's two main things that 2020 had taught us about our investments number one 
How good was your investment plan, not only analytically, but also emotionally? Were you able to stick to it and do the things that you said you were going to do when the market's going up? Could you handle that and stick with the game plan even in market downturns or did you panic and let emotion run your actions? And number two, was your risk tolerance that you had set with correct for what your goals and your time frame was with your money? And I just want you to think about this because this is not going to be the last market pullback that you probably see in your lifetime. You know, it, it's going to happen again. Nobody knows when. I mean, we can have an idea of maybe when we should start to take a little bit of risk off the table, start ta locking in gains like I've talked about throughout this year and doing things like that. But nobody has a, a green light sitting on the wall that was going to light up that says sell everything or light up that says buy everything. It's making sure that you can stay in the game and be diversified correctly for what it is that you want to accomplish. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm most grateful about that I was able to do with at least my clients this year is walk them through that process, make sure that they understood exactly what it is that we were doing for them and getting them into. So that at the end of the day, throughout all of this time as I was talking to everybody, they felt comfortable about the actions that we were taking and they felt comfortable knowing the steps that we were doing with their money. And they never were panicked about if they were gonna be able to reach the goals that they have or have the money that they might need in the short run. And if you have any questions about what it is that you're doing and if you're prepared going forward for anything that might come, I would love to help you out as well. You can schedule a call with me at any time at hunterlowry.com. There's a big button right there on the left side of the screen and you can jump right on my personal calendar. I would love to talk with you. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Let's try to keep the rest of 2020 positive. Keep building the momentum for 2021 and just making good things happen. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate the support and have a great rest of your day, everybody.